Hey, it's me, Gary. Previously on the Adventure Zone graduation. So, there's a demon prince named Gray. He runs a layer of hell that can poison your mind. Just ask Gargo how he felt when he was there. Gray has been masquerading in our dimension as school administrator slash hero Hieronymus Wiggenstaff for the last 50 years. He then declared war on three dudes named Fitzroy, Argo, and Master Fearbulk. In said declaration, he warned them not to sneak off or there would be consequences. Fast forward to the last episode when Fitz, Argo, and Rainier got back from the crypt and discovered said consequences in motion. There's a dozen hellhounds tearing towards ten unconscious students and they're without their Fearbulk friend. So Fitzroy, Argo, and Rainier have just returned to the school. The three of you stand at the foot of the stairs leading to the main entry. At the top of the stairs is Demon Lord Grey, and he has just sent a dozen hellhounds tearing towards ten unconscious students. The hellhounds started about 50 yards away, and you are about 20 yards away. And you're pretty sure if you ran at full speed, you could get there before they do. What do you do? Um... I look at Argo in a way that so I don't you know we've been friends for a while now. I think that we operate on this level where you can just tell by me looking at you uh like hey you're way faster than me. Really? You you really think they have that kind of hmm okay. I mean do you not like do you not? Yeah, I, I a little. Yeah, I think okay. there's some like 62% of what you're getting at. I All get. the students are dead now. That's how that's and that's it, Dad. You gotta you gotta be on your toes. You gotta be you gotta think on your feet because you Hell hesitate. Are fast. Like, that's true. Hands are really fast. So you've acknowledged okay. that he's faster than you. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, I mean, I all start sprinting towards the tree. All three of you begin moving towards the tree. Rainier follows uh, at the top speed. Her chair will carry her, which is about the same as your running speed. Can I, while I'm running, pull out the notebook of far speech? And just write back to school now. You sure can. Okay, I do that. Um, the three of you uh, reach with like 30 seconds to go before the uh, hellhounds reach the students. So I'm going to give you like one round unfettered to prepare because there's 12 of them, three of you. And these students are completely defenseless. So you're going to need to set up some kind of of something otherwise nine of them at least are going to get past you do, do do we know the student do we know any of the students um from where you are i mean it's pretty dark and you don't recognize any of them you probably have seen them around school but no names that you know um if you want to roll a perception check you can be sure uh let me do a perception check okay I have plus three i have plus three on it Ooh la la and it's a seven, so I perceive nothing. I got a 16 plus four. I got 20. Uh, there is one you recognize with that role. Uh, unconscious, you see Moon. Uh, I, I know he was uh, recovering from a pretty gnarly injury. How does he look right now? It's been some time. He's doing good. I mean, okay, he's got are... some pretty cool scars that everyone agrees look pretty cool, and he wears them hella well, you know? Sure. Now th They're unconscious, right? Correct. Are they attached to the tree and shackled to the tree or anything? They are. They're kind of tied in around, you know, like one might see in a Peter Pan movie where all the lost boys are tied to the mast. With just a rope? Yeah. I mean, cut the rope. I don't I don't have a my weapon is a sort of uh a crushing instrument 
but uh, you got you got knives for days, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I. That's what I was thinking. I cut them with the uh, cut them with the daggers. Okay, okay. Make a strength check for me. Eh, not great. That's a twelve plus one, so thirteen. Uh, you're able to make it through, uh, but it's taking you some time. So this is going to be your entire turn before the hellhounds get here. What do you do, Fitz? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I want to pull. I want to pull attention away from the tree. I mean, these are these are beasts, right? I mean, they're demons, but they're like they yeah. they're not. Uh, They're bestial in nature. Okay. Uh, Okay. Uh, I drop to a knee and put my hands on the ground and try and cast a spell I've never done before. So who knows? uh, Called Erupting Earth. Ooh. Uh, A fountain of churned earth and stone erupts in a 20-foot cube centered on that point that I choose. So I'm going to just try and put it between us and the dogs. Um, And you can attack like that? I don't know if this makes... I I, I don't know if any of the dogs are in range of this attack, but basically it also makes the area difficult terrain. Uh, Let's say like the lead four are in range. All right, well, have them make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, it, they fail. Okay. Uh, all right. So they are going to take 3d12 bludgeoning damage. So let's do that up real quick. Uh, five, uh, another five. And an 11. Uh, so that is 21. Points Very good. of bludgeoning damage, and now the ground between the dogs and the tree uh, is difficult terrain, which means it takes twice movement to go through. Okay, so they're slowed, which is a good call. Uh, and then Rainier kind of makes sure that your flank is protected on the left, um, opposite where you came from. Uh, she casts uh, her eyes glowing green, and you see a flash of that same green fire that her father casts with, uh, and a spray of acid shoots from her left hand, um, covering the ground uh, to your left flank so that they can't sneak up on you over there. So they're all coming straight at you. Uh, they're slowed down. So let's roll for initiative. Ooh, uh, uh, dirty 20. Nat 20. Wow. Shit. All right. I'll go first. Great. <laughs> okay. Um, you have now freed the students, uh, so you are ready to go. Okay, are they... <sighs> How would I? Okay, no, I'm going to create water. Okay, I'm going to create water. I can make it rain. I can make it rain. Yes, you can. I'm proud of you, Dad. So I make it rain, and this is a third level, so it's 20 gallons of water. That's not very much for rain. And I'm making it rain in a in a column around the tree they're tied to so the rain is falling on on the students okay. in an effort to wake them up ah i see i see i see very good um sure yeah you know what i like that and so that works they sputter um some of them are quicker to return to their feet than others um they're you know pretty groggy but they are like somewhat aware we're, we're gonna say they're all still prone but they are now uh you know waking up so good move Fitzroy, you are up i wanna so the 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 students are awake uh they yeah they're rousing okay and they're still around the tree yes Okay. They are no longer tied, though, so they are, uh, you feel like maybe next turn they'll be able to, like, flee. Okay. Okay, how about this? We got a big fight ahead of us. Uh, I'm going to put a hand on Argo's shoulder and say, uh, are you ready for this? And cast haste. 
Until the spell ends, the target's speed is doubled. It gains plus two bonus to AC. It has advantage on dexterity saving throws, and it gains an additional action on each of its turns. That action can be used to take uh, a single attack, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object. Nice. Do you get all that down? I will. You, when he okay. repeats it, the, the you plus two to AC, double your speed, advantage on dexterity saving throws, and you get an uh, additional action on each of your turns, and it lasts up to a minute. So that'll be okay. a while. Uh, now, Griffin, go ahead and roll against that the chaos magic table for me. <clears throat> okay. Roll to see if it activates, or roll to see roll because it activated and you won. It a- it activated. Oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I you did the disrupting earth and. You caught me unawares, and I didn't think about it, but... Uh, 66. So... Uh, okay, uh, up to three creatures you choose within 30 feet of you take 4d10 lightning damage. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, all right. Rarely are those... Uh, last time, I just turned into a fucking plant. That's actually pretty yeah. good. Uh, yeah, I'm going to choose the dogs that I uh, already got with the ground, right? Okay, yeah, so you well, got... three of them anyway. Uh, 10? Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, 2? 8? And... 9. 20 fucking 9 points of lightning damage. Yeah, so, um, the three you hit, they are charred and go down. Uh, they are deceased. Um, That wasn't even an action, Gray. Did you see that? Um, so that's good. <laughs> You're now down to, I'm going to say, eight and a half hellhounds. Okay. Um, okay, so the hellhounds are now- CBS sitcom. Yeah. How many were there to start with? A, a dozen. dozen. Twelve. Ah, so now uh, we've got uh, nine hellhounds coming in, but because of the uneven ground, um, because of the acid- they are funneled a little bit more, uh, so the only uh, four of them are able to get through on this round. Uh, one of them is going to attack you, Fitzroy. Yeah, I had that coming. Um, that is 14 uh, plus... That hits, it uh, 14, 14 plus 5? Okay, yeah. yeah. So you're going to take uh, 7 uh, piercing damage and 7 fire damage. Mm. Really, um, uh... And then one of them snaps at the student closest to them, uh, but that fails just barely. And then the third one, that fails, uh, and that fails. Okay, great. You're very lucky. Uh, it was three bad rolls. Um, so up next is Rainier, and Rainier is going to animate one of those dead hellhounds. Um, so it, it's still smoking uh, from where you hit it, uh, and it rises back to its feet uh, with a green flame glow in its burned-out eye holes and comes charging in uh, at another one, let's say the one that is already at half, uh, and tackles it to the side, and they go off rolling together. So now you have eight uh, hellhounds to deal with. This is the only scenario in which that is palatable and acceptable. Uh, and so we're back at the top with Argo. They're freed. They're awake. If I say yelling at them, is not going to be my action, right? No. Speaking is always free. Okay, so I'm going to tell them, Climb the tree, climb the stupid tree, up the tree, everybody up the tree. And then I'm going to attack the poor, pitiful looking, I'm going to pick the smaller hellhound left. Okay. You you and, pick the runt. Uh, I pick, yeah. Well, I'm a rogue. Yeah, I know. Um, And I'm going to uh, attack with uh, Florence. Okay. Okay. So. And I want you to know, Dad. You are flanked by um by your friends. You can sneak attack if you want. I was saving that. Well, don't save it anymore, you precious <laughs> beautiful butterfly. Oh, okay. Well, I've been dying to use sneak attack. Yeah. Okay. 
So I'm going to use Florence on the runt okay. hellhound. So that's a 13 plus 6 with Florence. That's 19. That hits. And Florence does 1d8 plus 7. Pretty good. So that's an 8. And 7, that's 15. That does some damage. It's still not down. So Sneak attack! So Sneak he, attack! Here's how, I, how I did that. I do. Here's how I picture it, right? Florence, you bury Florence in, but what's that in your left hand? It's your bracelet dagger turned dagger. And you That's bury right. that Slap in its Sidian. Slap Sidian is buried Slap into its neck Sidian. while not looking. Um, and now you have its full attention, which is also going to be good for those students as they climb the tree. So I have to do an extra D6 damage, right? Correct. That's a four. Nice. Okay. Uh, up next is Fitzroy. Uh, did you take your second bonus action that I gave oh, you? Oh, right. Or did you already forget? Oh, can I stab somebody else? Yes, you can. Oh, all right. Then I'm going to use my regular old rapier on the same hellhound. On the same hound. Go for it. I'm going to use the other rapier. Okay. Uh, to also stab this poor innocent hellhound. Okay. All right. So that's an 11 um, plus eight. Nice. That's that, 19. That hits for sure. And it's 1d8 plus four. That is a seven. Plus so four. that's 11. Oh, this one's looking rough as a daisy right there. Okay, very good. Uh, now, Fitzroy, you're up. How many are left? Uh, there are eight left. Um, and the one that Argo uh, double, triple stabbed is looking rough. And the and isn't another one? Yeah, another one's fighting with the reanimated dog, right? Correct. Yes, but uh, that one now is plenty distracted over there. Yeah, I don't think he's counting them. The students, uh, what's the status on them? Are they climbing the tree? I know Argo told them to. Yeah, they're climbing the tree real well. At this point, uh, about half of them are up. Moon is helping people get up the tree. Um, and, but you would say of the 10, like five of them are already up in the first kind of level of branches. Cool, because they're not going to want to be on the ground for this. Uh I, who, uh, Fitzroy, who is apparently the fucking avatar, uh, stomps on the <laughs> ground and conjures a, a tidal wave with his final third level spell slot. Uh, oh, boy. A wave of water comes crashing down on an area within range. The area can be up to 30 feet long, up to 10 feet wide, and up to 10 feet tall. I'll probably just do all those. Okay. Uh, and uh, if, uh, if Gray is in that area, too, that's pretty cool. Uh, and everyone in that area is going to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Let me do the saving throw first. So I'm going to say of the eight in that area of the bad people, uh, three of them saved and the other five did not. Okay. Uh, and now I think Argo should probably go ahead and save too, right? Yeah, that's only fair. But you have, uh, advantage on dexterity saving throws. Well, that's not real great. That's an eight. Okay. But you have uh, advantage. Plus eight. That would have been 16. 16 that's ties. A thir- that's a 13 oh, yeah, you're plus eight. There you go. Plus, I would also think, since he breathes water and he's underwater, he would also have a, even more advantage. And good news, Griffin, the students save as well. Well, I wasn't aiming. I mean, I was aiming it away from the students, right? And okay, a 30 foot line away from. I just figured So tell me what part. happens. Uh, I conjure a big-ass wall of water. Uh, all of the creatures who did not save take 19 points Woo! of bludgeoning damage. Uh, and Yeah, baby. It's a third-level spell. Uh, and they are knocked prone, which means they have to spin their move standing up. The ones who saved uh, only take eight bludgeoning damage, and they are not knocked prone. Okay, great. Uh, go ahead and roll, roll that. Do oh, shit. That includes, that includes Argo. Sorry. <laughs> you yeah, take eight, eight damage for Argo. <laughs> Wait, I just, I avoided it. Yeah, but you take damage on a save for this spell, this juicy spell. Well, all right. All right, uh, so I need to roll 1d100. I figured out how to do that. Ooh, that's a high number. That's an 85. 
Was that good or bad? Is it higher? I don't know. I don't know. I know if you roll a 100 or it like lets you, you like roll on it every turn for the next like 10 minutes or something wild like that. Uh, 85, you cast mirror image. I don't know what that means, but let's see. Three illusory duplicates of yourself appear in your space. Uh, Until the spell ends, the duplicates move with you and mimic your actions, shifting position so it's impossible to track which image is real. You can use your action to dismiss the illusory duplicates. Each time a creature targets you with an attack during the spell's duration, roll a d20 to determine whether the attack targets one of your duplicates. Okay, cool. Well, uh, next is the Hellhounds. Uh, The first one because the five of them are prone, so they're going to spend that turn getting up. So we have three left. One is going to take a bite at Illusory Fitzroy. Come at us, bro. Uh, Yes, bro, come at us. What have you got, bro? Let's see what you've got, bro. So you're trying to attack me? Okay, if you have three duplicates, you must roll a six or higher to change the attack's target to a duplicate. Oh, you roll, okay. Yeah, I roll. So I rolled a 10. Uh, so I'm going to divert him to a duplicate, and then the AC equals 10 plus my dexterity modifier, which is plus two, so 12. And so if, you ju- if, you hit, if you hit a duplicate, it is destroyed. Oh, okay. Now I get so it. So you didn't roll a 12, right? Uh, well, I rolled an 11 plus five, okay, so 16. I, one of the fake Fitzroy's explodes. So uh, the Hellhound takes a bite out of the illusory Fitzroy, and it just poofed into air. The, the Hellhound Fitzroy, is- Fitzroy three! No! Was that your favorite, <laughs> least favorite, or middle? They're all my favorite. Don't make me choose. That's beautiful. So the two Hellhounds close on Argo, um, and they are both about to lunge at him when a shadow briefly crosses the moon. Your attention is drawn upwards, but all you see is a silhouette. A silhouette that grows larger and larger as a giant eagle swoops down and slams into one of the hellhounds targeting Argo. And the fear bulb has entered the fight. Hi, Justin. It's a really fun fight. Justin has entered the show. (laughs) Everybody catch me up. What are we fighting? Zombies? Skeletons? I am ready for anything. Dogs. It was 12 dogs. Now it's like... Seven puppies. Yeah. But they're bad. Uh, and we're going to say bad. it's your turn, Fearwolf, interrupting the Hellhound's turn. So, who do we have on the battlefield laid out for me? Pretend, if you will, that I. <laughs> pretend uh, that I have uh, zoned out and muted um, you uh-huh. and played video games in an adjoining room. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hey, thanks. Um, I'm going to say... No, just for a moment, I got to be a listener of the Adventure Zone rather than a participant. What a rare... How was that experience? Uh, Without Justin on the show, it really went downhill. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You are currently in bird form, uh, in giant eagle form. I will let you transition out of that for free since I made that choice and you didn't. Uh, Hell no. Okay. Giant eagle? Yep. Um, you've got one. I shall play the role. I'm <laughs> uh, you got one hellhound uh, targeting Argo, one targeting Fitz, one you just knocked prone, uh, and five other ones that were prone and are now back on their feet and will soon be attacking the tableau in front of you, which is uh, there are students climbing into the tree to safety. Most of them have now reached at least the first level, and you have uh, Rainier, Fitzroy, and Argo fighting off these hellhounds. There's three of us now. There's three of us. There's three of us now. Don't get freaked out. Giant eagles are unfreakoutable. I'm going to use my incredible... A beak to begin on whichever hellhound looks the weakest. Um, that's going to be the one you just battered. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, which is now bloodied. Okay, so I will roll a... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, 14 plus 5, 19. That hits. Okay, and that is uh, 1d6 plus 3 piercing. Oh, 6. Nice. 9 points. Okay, yeah, that hellhound goes down. So now there are 7 left. All right, whoever's next, 
next to me gets the talents. Uh, that's going to be the one targeting Argo. Bad news for you, idiot. I got multi-attack. And a 17. That hits. Plus 522. Then it definitely hits. Uh, and that's going to be 2d6 plus 3. 6, 2, 8, 11. Okay, solid hit. That one is bloodied now, too. Uh, and up next is the Hellhound targeting Argo, who now is going to turn and try to attack the giant eagle that is swiping at it. Uh, and that is a 16 plus uh, 5. Uh, does his, his armor class would be different from... Yeah, I'm going to oh, say okay, because you're, you're flying, I'm going to say disadvantage as well. Okay, it's 13. Well, that's an 18 plus 5, so it's going to hit you either way. <laughs> Most assuredly. Uh, so you're going to take uh, 14 points of damage total. Okay. Uh, and It's going to cost you some feathers. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's going to cost me half my life. Uh, Giant eagles are is... beautiful and majestic and very susceptible <laughs> to hellhound attack, it would seem. Uh, up next is Rainier. Rainier points her hands towards the hellhound that the Fearbolg has been swiping at with its talons. Her eyes glow green once more, and this time a beam of black energy shoots out uh, from her hands and lashes towards the creature. Uh, and that hits. Um, and you see it immediately look a lot more sickly uh, as it takes 12 points of poison damage and it rots away before you. So that nice. one's down now, too. Making short work of these pups. Uh, so you got six left. You've got half of them down. And up next is Argonaut Keen. What happened to all the water in the tidal wave spell? Uh, I mean, it's probably splashed down to the ground. Made a big muddy mess of the earthquake that I did earlier. Do I still have bonus action? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to cast Shape Water on the water underneath the uh, Hellhounds. Okay. I'm going to freeze that water. Nice. And that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Okay. Um, so just, free- to, just to hamper their speed and and slow them down a little bit. Okay. I'm going to do a deck saving throw for them. Oh, my God. That's a one. That's a one, Shoo. folks. So, yeah, that ground gets all slippery. Now it's some frozen mud. Uh, and the five that had just stood up, oh, they slip and go prone again. Oh, now, boy. Dad, that could just be your standard action. You know, I was just thinking that. Because you have a, and now you can do the bonus, the bonus Jonas. Who's the most wounded of the hellhounds? Am I near it? It's, they're all pretty equal at this point. You know, uh, you know what? I'm going to do the one that hurt my bird buddy. Okay. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to stab it. Yes. Okay. Stab. With, um, with Lawrence again. Okay. Um, so that's a 26. Oh, that hits for sure. It does... A one D eight plus seven. A one D eight. A one D eight. That's so good. <laughs> Six plus seven is thirteen. Uh, that one goes down. There are five left standing around you, and I disengage. And you disengage. Yeah, you do, son. Yeah. Hey, listen. As a guy that did that for half the episode, let me tell you, it is sweet. Okay. I'm going to sit back and have me a pop. Make a wisdom saving throw for me. Can I do a dex saving throw, maybe? No. 17 minus 1, 16. Um, so, with a 16, uh, you feel a pressure uh, behind your eyes. Uh, and you are, your attention is drawn to where Gray is standing. And you realize that he has been focused on you for the entirety of this battle. And he has one eyebrow Hurt, uh, and he's kind of half smiling and nodding. Um, and you take five points of psychic damage. Uh, his smile? And, oh, that's so sad. And up next is Fitzroy. Um, do I see this happen? I guess it would be pretty tough to see this happen. I mean, roll a perception check for me. Uh, that's a 15 plus 4, 19. Yeah, you register that 
for some reason, Argo has now looked at uh, at Gray and is kind of like distracted for a moment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to point two fingers toward Gray. This is something I've been wanting to do this whole fight, just to really kind of test the fight waters with Gray, and I'm going to cast Mind Spike. Whoa. Uh, yeah, it's a cool-sounding spell. I reach into the mind of one creature within range. Uh, the target must make a wisdom saving throw, taking 3d8 psychic damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. Uh, there's some more stuff it does on a failed save. but uh, That... Is a failed save. Okay. So he is going to take 12 psychic damage. Okay. And uh, for the next hour, I'm going to know exactly where he is at all times. Oh. Just for the next I hour. like that. Yeah. So the spell hits him. Tell me what it looks like. Uh, I don't think it looks like anything. I think uh, he reacts to it like something like I just threw a fucking volleyball at his face uh, but it was it was an invisible volleyball uh, but I, I threw it I imagine just kind of like th- because maybe it's just because it's called mind spike I was imagining sort of just a lawn dart so just a lot of outdoor sport activities in this reference I think uh, he is surprised to have felt damage period yeah let alone, like, psychic damage. That's not the kind of thing a demon prince like Grey is used to experiencing. So he is both furious, but also... You know what? Roll one more perception check for me. Watch this one be a stinker. Yep, this one a stinker, too. Plus four, six. There's some other other emotion that you can't quite place before he makes a swipe with his hand. It's not horny. Hungry? And makes a swipe with his hand, ripping open reality and stepping through, and he's gone. But you still know he has retreated to his sanctuary in his uh, in his hell dimension. Okay, and I know. I mean, I already knew where this was. It's not like I'm getting sort of extra uh, extra deets. I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's. I think I've given you what the spell can do. Is there any sort of? We haven't seen the inside of this building. No, but I will give you that. I mean, it's a pretty large, um, it's a pretty large structure, um, and so you you feel like you kind of know where he retreated to, and that you might be able to uh, you might be able to access that information again if you needed it. Okay, cool. Um, and up next are the hellhounds, but. With Gray uh, disappearing and them rising from prone and losing over half their number, uh, and they're all damaged, they all turn to retreat. Um, now, they have some distance to go before they make it into any kind of clearing. If you guys want to take any last shots at them, please do. I mean, that feels in bad sport. That feels like that feel you know they're still they're still sweet puppers with their cute adorable toe beans. I don't want to hurt with puppers. I stab the one just in front of me. Okay. 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 Roll roll an attack, I guess. That's a ten plus let's see, who am I stabbing it with? Um with my the rapier. That's an eight. How many so hands slash rapiers do you have? Because you keep saying other rapier, and it makes it seem like you've used four different rapiers. I have two. I have two rapiers. Oh, okay. Cool. Don't you remember the cross on my back like Deadpool? I, I forgot cool. about that, I guess. God, yeah, he's was... fucking funny. Yeah, Deadpool's so, cool. so funny, you guys. Um, yeah, you... Did you know he was Green Lantern, too? Did you? Uh, yeah. Oh, you mean Ryan Reynolds, not Deadpool. I was very confused oh, yeah. for a moment. Uh, Deadpool knows he's in a movie. I love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but does that? But does Dad know he's in a podcast? <laughs> oh right. Um, so go ahead uh, and roll damage for me, Dan. Okay. Uh, let's see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were thinking about Deadpool. Yeah, man. yeah, right. I like how he says "fuck." <gasps> yeah, he calls shit. Calls somebody like a bag of dick. Oh my gosh, tips. I've lost my eight. Oh, there it is. Funny. Five. Plus uh, four. 
Yeah, so that one that one goes down, uh, sliding across the frozen <laughs> mud, uh, as the four others skitter off into the forest, wounded, and and whimpering. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Uh, the battle has finished. Uh, the the students dazedly make their way back inside, and when you turn, 
Uh, standing in the entryway of the school itself, of the main building, is a broad-shouldered warforge. Uh, it is six and a half feet of dented but well-polished metal and living wood, and it gestures to where the fight is concluded and says, Not entirely disappointing. Meet me at Jackal's Balcony tomorrow at the midday bill if you would like to win your war. And it turns and walks back inside. Oh God! Can you? Yeah, he needs it. Do you need to turn him back? Do you need to go back, or do you want to stay, Bird, for a while? Hey, where where did you go? That's that's Bird for don't watch. Oh, because you will not enjoy the visuals of what is about to happen. Oh, he's gonna eat those dogs, isn't he? Good Lord. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I wish I hadn't looked. What is that? What the hell? Where are the feathers going? Oh, that's horrible. I am sorry if you had observed this. It... Feels worse than it looks. Impossible. It must it's not have felt like hell. Then it's not listed in the in the spell description. How incredibly painful! You can't feel good. Wild shape. No, it's horrific to get those thin to get those thin bones. You know what I mean? To get the thin bones, like your bones hollow yeah. out. Can you imagine? No, man. Uh, mm. We're glad to have had your assistance, uh, Master Fearbolg. How how fares the homestead? I will not speak on this. Oh, okay. Um, well, good work out there. Yes. And Rainier says, I'm going to bed. I'll see you guys at breakfast. Yeah. Uh, and all. she floats off. Let, let, I think we, I'm, I mean. I must retire too. And the fear bulk starts flapping his arms. <laughs> uh, oh, this is... Oh, great shame. I have been eagle too long. You've all returned to your dormitory uh, and and laid down for slumber or half meditation, be it whatever your weird way of sleeping is. And Argo, almost as soon as you close your eyes, you are back in the hell dimension. And Gray stands before you, smiling. And he says, Oh, Argo... I am so very, very happy. I know the effect of my hell when I see it. And suddenly, he is standing right in front of you, pressing his thumbs to your temples, and he says, this is going to be a lot of fun. And your vision takes on a slight green tint, but quickly grows greener until you can see nothing else. Your brain is on fire now, and you can stand it no longer. You wake up screaming, but try as you might, you can't remember what you were dreaming about. But Fitzroy, you wake at the sound of Argo screaming, and for a second, your mental image, your map of where Gray is, reads as him standing at Argonaut's bed. But when you look, there's nothing there, and that's when the hour ends, and you lose track of Gray. Okay. At breakfast, things feel different. Word has gotten around about the Hellhound's attack. Even the completely oblivious folks have started to notice that things are going wrong. It registers that the hall is less full than normal. You guess that some folks decided to stay safely locked in their dorms this morning. However, there does seem to be an extra attendee this morning. Heroic Oversight Guild investigator Althea Song has entered the room, and you see her scanning, looking for you. And when she sees you, she quickly but discreetly makes her way over. I'm, I'm sorry I haven't been back sooner, guys. I, I had everything ready to go to make the full inspection of the school, but at the last minute, it was canceled by my boss's boss. Some bullshit about wasted resources. I had to wait for an excuse to get back here, and I I can only stay for a day or two. 
How how are you holding up? How are things here? Mm, alive, most of us. That's good. Yeah. There was a big fight last night. Uh, Gray attempted to kill 10 students, but ended up getting zero, because this is a real dunce. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I was going to say thank God, but now I can't remember if God exists in this fantasy <laughs> universe or not. This or, or any deities. Uh, yeah, we're not doing great, Althea. I mean, it would be better if we weren't in a war with a demon, king, prince. Um, yeah, is it, you got any good news for us? Uh, I, all I can say is whatever I can do to help, I'm at your disposal. Do you need any, Is there anything I can do? You are an administrator for a guild of heroes. There's like wicked a lot of things you can do. I mean, the problem is, as is shown by whatever red tape I'm running up against, I think Gray might have some powerful friends over at the guild. Well, we wouldn't want you to cheese them off now, would we? Well, it's not about that. It's... I don't want to make things worse for you. With all due respect, (laughs) things could not be much worse. Okay, uh, I, I, I will try to find people that I trust um, and, and see what support I can drum up around the guilds. It, yeah, it's just, what is the point of having a guild of heroes if they're not going to stand against the literal apocalypse? I, it, it, what's the point, Althea? I mean, the guild is there to make sure that registered heroes and villains follow the rules that are established by the Heroic Oversight Guild. It's not... It's been a long time since the Guild was there to complete heroic deeds. I think you should uh, cut her some slack. I, I think she understands the political situation much better than, than we do, and if she says that uh, they can't help, they can't help. Well, it's not that we can't help. I mean, we... No, I know. I'm, I'm on your side. I, I understand completely. Okay, Althea, sorry. Yes, Argo is right. I, it is not your fault. It's just the, the Gray and his folks don't have this kind of bureaucratic roadblock ahead of them, and so that's why they're able to do things like tie up ten students to a tree and try and kill them with dogs. Um, there's no good guy Maybe version. Maybe we should try this. Oh, you think? Perhaps um, we tr- tie up ten um, <laughs> demons to a tree yeah. and put good dogs to get s- s- sick them. Yeah, I mean, it's worth a shot. Do you want to... Do you have ten good dogs? I'm sure we could scrounge up ten good dogs. Would you mind spearheading this effort, or...? I will be one dog. Okay. You must find nine. Well, why don't you, as a dog, entice other dogs into your dog army? Mmm. The Rough Riders. This is a... It writes itself. Okay, war well. bud. It can be good. We can war bud. Is this anything? <laughs> uh, anyway, Althea. Yes. Uh, get some good heroes together. Talk to uh, talk to uh, the Bloodhawk Barb. Yeah. Uh, you know, see who she knows. Get the get the network going. You know, spearhead your own little heroic guild of actual heroes who do hero shit. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, you got it. Um, I, I'm on it. And she heads off. Um, you finish your meals and you head out of the hall and Crabtree the Artificer stops you in the hallway and says, you boys got a minute? Finish up those glasses you had me working on, Fitzroy. And, uh, I got a few more surprises for you that I think you're going to like. Uh, more like accessories, like a brooch? Well, something like that. Uh, so you follow her down to her uh, artificery, 
And she first says, okay, so uh, these are the, uh, I call them true sight lenses. Now, these stylish spectacles, uh, you wearing these, you can grant yourself true sight. Now, it's only going to last for like a minute. We don't want to go longer than that or the, the runes will burn out. Uh, so after you use them, it's going to take some time for them to recharge. They charge back up after one long rest. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Uh, and I got one pair for each of the three of you, so you can match. Oh, great. I don't know if this is going to be everyone's style, but um, yeah. Here, you know what? I don't really want them to match. Ooh. Is that Ooh. our thing, guys? We didn't talk about this. Mm. You know, I really like a goggle-looking thing, you know? Oh. But I'll go along with whatever. Okay, I thought you guys would be a little more excited than this, but okay. I am extremely excited. Thank you, but that's not all, because I've been thinking about some things. And she pulls out, um, like, a velvet-lined tray with three rings in it. And she said, I, I made one for each of you. Uh, this first one here is called the Ring of Truth. Now, this ring, I imbued it with sympathetic psychic magic. So this one's for you, uh, Fitzroy. Argo, make a wisdom saving roll for me. That would be a seven. Minus one, it's a six. You are overwhelmed by irrational jealousy. I mean, it doesn't help that it looks fucking good, and I like flex, it looks nice. I could really, I, it, fine, okay, great, yeah. I will, I will, go ahead now, give me my shitty ring. Well, okay. Wow. Okay, well, hold, yeah, hold on, Argo, I'm getting to you. So, Fitzroy, uh, while holding hands with someone with this ring on, you ask them a question, and if they believe their answer to be true, the ring will vibrate. Now, it is important to note, because of the nature of sympathetic magic, you can only use this ring with the informed consent of the second party. So you're not going to be able to trick anybody into, like, you know, a lie detector test. you got to tell them, I'm using this ring, yeah. and they have to agree. Yeah, I can, uh, yeah, I'll for sure do that. I'll, I'm definitely going to use this and not forget about it. Now, for you, Argo, I didn't forget you. I call this the eavesdrop ring. Now, you place your ringed hand against a wall, door, or window, and voila. You'll hear just as if you are standing in the next room for 30 seconds. Now, results may vary depending on the thickness of the wall. Uh, but, and you know, the materials used or if there's any kind of like magical warning in place. Uh, and that also is one charge per long rest. Same with the ring of truth. Okay. Now, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great for the fear bulb. I'm particularly proud of this one. No. Argo, make a wisdom saving roll for me. That's <laughs> a <laughs> Four minus one, that's a three. Once again, even before you hear what it is, the fact that the fear bulk is getting something and you're not makes your blood boil. Does, does it not make much sense to give all the rings to one person? I mean, to, to kind of combine all the... Fine, go ahead. I mean, I kind of created them for each person. Yeah, well, I'll use my x-ray ring, my x-ray specs ring. It's go for ahead, listening? Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, sorry, uh, Fearbulg, you get the Tangled Web. Cool. Now, the ring on your finger is a triggering yeah. device for this. And she holds up her hands, uh, and it, it appears to you that she is holding nothing. And she says, this is a spider silk veil, uh, almost impossible to detect, especially if they're not looking for it. And it hangs just like this. And she, like, hangs it over your ears. Once again, still seems like nothing. But when you activate the ring for five minutes, when you speak, illusory magic in the veil will translate it to lies. So you don't have to lie. You can speak the truth all you want. And the veil will do the work for you. Now, I have to warn you. The lies are fairly simple. It's not sophisticated enough to, you know, establish elaborate lies. So there's no guarantee that the listener will believe that you're telling the truth. Hmm. I thank you for this. 
And that is also one charge per long rest. You squeeze your fist to, to activate it. And while it is activated, as long as you are squeezing your fist, it will act as a lie filter. And what's the name of that? The, the Tang- Tangled Web. All right. Hey, either of you gentlemen wish to trade rings with me? I mean, uh, this is pretty cool. This ring uh, will, like, let you listen through walls and be like a spy. I mean, I'll, either one of you. If it's that important to you, Argo, you seem very up in arms about it. I'll, I'll trade rings with you. Well, no, it's just that I, th- you know, I just, I think I would forget it. No, no let's no, do it. Mind. Come on, let's do it. Let's trade. No, no, fine. No, it's fine. You hear the midday bell sounding, and it's time to head for your meeting with Osmondalius. You find it standing on the balcony of Jackal's office. It turns to face you as you walk out. You are late. Mm, I don't think so. I said to meet at the midday bell, and the midday bell rang two minutes ago. This is not our fault. <sighs> My name is Asimondalius. I am a warforged. I am a war hero. And I have fought, won, and killed more than I care to count. And I am very good at counting. Congratulations, this is an important skill. I say this not to impress you, but as a matter of fact, so that you are... Too late, I am already extremely impressed with your counting. I do not have much time before I have to return to not talking to you. Please listen. (laughs) (laughs) Abrupt. Jackal and Mosh caught me up to speed about what you are facing and the war you are to fight. If you want to have any hope of winning, I am to advise you. Do you accept this? Can I just can I just do a thing real quick? Can I just do a thing real quick? Real quick. What is the thing you are going to do? I'm going to make sure that you're telling the truth using this ring. Is this a test? It, I mean, yes. I have to make sure that you are not actually an agent working against us, because we already got caught up in one of one of them traps. So it's Very just, well. it'll take two seconds. And I grab its hand and I say, uh, "Are you in league with the Demon Prince Gray?" No. And roll an insight check for me. Uh, Fourteen plus zero. That does it. The ring makes it really easy. Okay. You feel a buzz on your finger, uh, and you know that Oz is telling the truth. Okay. All right. Uh, It's on the level. Let's do it. It is up to you to decide the best course of action. But there are five questions that you need to answer if you are going to win. Question one. How are you going to mask your true plan? That's a tricky one. We're going to actually prepare a war effort, and we could use your help with that. But that's not actually the plan. So that the war is the is the facade. Do you understand? Excellent. Question two: How will you distract Gray during your assault? Mm, I mean, the the here's the plan as far as we've got it. We're going to wait till he's asleep in his bed, but we're not going to be asleep, and we're going to like just get him. This brings us to question three. How can you ensure that Gray is in his palace when you strike? We'll wait till night. Easy. Next. How do you know Gray sleeps? That's a free question. That's not even included in my five. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I, I don't even sleep, really, so there's precedent. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll circle back on that one. Question four. How will you get the weapons needed from the Heroic Oversight Guild? Oh, shit, we should have asked Althea. For help with that. Yes. In retrospect. I'll send an owl or something. Uh, yeah, we have, we have friends there. And this brings us to the fifth and most important question. Why six months? I mean, we didn't set that timetable. That is the question. Why did Gray set the timetable of six months? But why? I assume it's because he thought that's how much time we would need? Mm, but why... What if this is how much time he needs? 
Indeed, Master Fearbulb. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.